of is this what you want with matt and julia i am your favorite host julia yvonne chapman ladkowitz and i'm sitting with your least favorite host matt o'brien the polls are in i'm the most favorite host matt o'brien across from julia ladkowitz second favorite host of the very podcast that we co-host together thank you very much for listening i'm going to try to talk as long as possible so second favorite doesn't chime back in I <laughs> I'm first favorite. Also, the polls are in because I'm Polish. Hey. Oh, wow. The polls well, are in. I think mm-hmm. I have the Irish community behind me. The Isn't Irish? There an Irish community? Yeah, and they suck. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. we have that on record. Uh, Julia, take that. poll hates the Irish. That's that's the that's the headline tomorrow. This is the mo- the riskiest uh, beginning we've had to this an episode. This is very risque. Risque, like a two uh, of the whitest of the whites go head to head in <laughs> battle of the whitest. Should we change our podcast to Joe Rogan presents the whitest of the whites? Rogan's pale people who won't age well experience. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're not going to age well. Um, I'm already not aging well. I no, no, like... no. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. fine we're both I'm fine. I'm beautiful. I'm sexy. Beautiful. We're beautiful I'm and sexy. Sex- I'm a sexy woman. Imagine I went. I. That's how I talked. I'm a sexy woman. Imagine I was like, I'm a hot. Listen, I know I'm a hot guy, but I still have opinions. And Imagine I, like, I talk I'm like that. I'm a sexy woman, and I got nothing upstairs, <laughs> <laughs> and barely anything downstairs is what uh, I have. No brains and no puss. Yes, I barely have a pussy. Next question. Do women say that? I barely have a pussy? Yes. Like, it would, like, <laughs> there ever be a scenario where, where, like, you're fooling around with a guy and a, and a woman's like, listen, there's not a lot going on down Do you there. know what women are? I don't know. What I is going on? I learned everything I learned from uh, Barbie dolls and Ken dolls. Ken's got the lump. Barbie's got the flat, smooth spot. I think Ken barely has a pussy. Ken kind of does. Um... They were ahead of their time, those dolls. If you could see the expression I'm giving to Matt right now, I don't even I don't even know what you'd describe it as. But Frowny disgust. It's not frown. It's like it's like, it's perplexed. I feel like my eyebrows are going crisscross applesauce. You know. Speaking of applesauce, <laughs> we're recording from a different room in the house. We're recording from the sunroom of Julia Julia's parents' place. We have moved from the uh, upper den. Yep. Into the sunroom because your parents are on holiday. They're at the cottage or the cabin, whatever oh, you want to call holiday. it. Uh, yeah, they're up at a cabin and uh, two weeks. They're going to be gone for two weeks. So we were like, let's record in the old yeah. sunroom. The sunroom where they would traditionally watch uh, their Modern favorite family. shows. Modern Family. They would dabble in. Uh, they were watching Shogun, uh, which is an older show. I thought that was a movie. I thought it was just like a six-hour movie. I thought it was a show. I don't know. Like, I feel like back in the 70s, they're like, uh, this movie is nine hours long, and it could it's be a show, but it's a movie. over 12 CD-ROMs. Yeah, it's a bunch of CD-ROMs, and uh, you have to watch the whole thing. What's, isn't there like a, a the Bible, like that movie? Like, you're supposed to watch around Easter. It's like five hours long. I don't know. Don't look at me. You're Mr. Catholic. Also, isn't Gone with the Wind like four hours long or something? Still never seen it. It's um, very... I think I saw it as a child and I remember being like, 
this white lady is mean and a bit uppity eat something she's probably so hungry i think it's about uppity people i don't know it's about uh old-timey uppity people isn't that it sure isn't that also what little women's about isn't that also what downtown abbey's about listen you clearly don't know dick about squats i don't know anything here's what i do know hey it's chappy hour baby it is chappy hour honey Oh, oh Jeez, my God! I got chappy all Literally? over. Literally, no. Look, you have to. Where did it go? Slopping beer all over the antiques. And if you're listening, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's dry. It's chappy hour. Um, uh, so we are we are supporting our uh, local Ontario breweries. Matt, you're drinking a Beyond the Pale. Which one? I'm a drinking a. I'm a drinking. <laughs> I'm a drinking a Beyond the Pale Aromatherapy American IPA Ooh. Strong Beer slash Beer Forte. How as you would, would you say describe it? Six point five percent. It's it's got a zip to it. It's a zip. It's a pip. It's hoppy. It's hoppy. Sloppy. It's moppy. It's sloppy. It's an old jalopy. That you start with a screwdriver. It's uh, it's in your face, mm-hmm. and it's uh, on your case, and it's right behind you right now. If oh you're my god! To this. Um, it's good. It's a nice. They have very nice beers. I here. do like that one. And they have and they have paid us nothing to say these things. No, but we have uh, paid them probably upwards of a thousand dollars uh the the time we've been in canada just to because we keep drinking their beer trying to support local and then right now i'm drinking a uh, collective arts again not an ad a brewery in toronto the last one's from ottawa collective arts um cherry apple cider uh-huh. and it's so uh-huh. frigging good yes indeed it, it oh, sounds good it cherry is apple. nice cherry and apple go very well together you think a cherry would look at an apple and be like you are my giant cousin. Maybe. Maybe. And then an apple would look at a cherry and be like, get the fuck out of here. No, the apple would look at the cherry and be like, and you're my tiny cousin. And they'd yep. be like, what's up? And then they'd kiss and they're like, kissing cousins? Oh, no. Ugh. <laughs> you ever know kissing cousins? I knew kissing cousins. Then again, I grew up in like a farm town. I don't know. Do I remember. I? I'm sure I did. It was like this family in town. And I remember talking to the girl, the daughter, and she was like, I kiss my cousin all the time. All the time I kiss my cousin. Like, I remember being like, I think that's a bit weird. She's like, no, 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 just kissing. It's fine. She's like, it's kissing cousins. Like, it's some weird club. Oh. Why? There's so many people out there to kiss that you're not related to. But people are lazy. They just want to. They're just like, you listen, you're a mouth. If they're, ew, ew, listen, ew. you're a mouth. If there's some cousin <laughs> lovers out there, we don't want anything to do I'm with you. I'm just kidding. Lover, you're a cousin. Is there a band called Kissing Cousins? Or Cousin Lover? Um, Which one do you think? Kissing Cousins, the band. I feel like that's a band. And they're like a Christian rock band. Uh, Kissing Cousins. Yes, it is a band. And they have a YouTube channel. And we're also promoting them right now. Oh, no. Uh, hmm. I don't like this. Are they doing well? The Kissin' Cousins. Oh, it's the Kissin' Cousins. Oh. Uh, they are musicians. They are from... They look like, like a country band or something. Which kind of... You know, that, that tracks. We're the Kissin' Cousins. We kiss each other fine. We're the Kissin' Cousins. We're kissing all the time. We don't have sex because if we do, we might have a baby who turns out to be goo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I didn't interrupt that more. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, our baby's goo. Oh, yeah, we're cousins. (laughs) Shit, I forgot again. 
That's what happens when you're inbred. You just your baby turns to goo. Yeah, maybe it just comes out as a slurry, and you're like, "Well, our son is in that cup over there." Do you think Chap? So wait, was Chappie born from two other like mommy and daddy Chappies? Chappie was born in a factory, a Chappie factory, a chaptery. At a chapters? factory. At Chapters Indigo? He was born at a Chapters Indigo. God, <laughs> we've covered a lot of ground in eight minutes. Um, <laughs> it's only been eight minutes. Yikes. I know. Yeah, Chappie came from a factory. I think, I'm trying to recall, the longer we do this podcast, the more I forget about the movie Chappie. Um, the more I learn. Yeah, I almost should rewatch so I should keep so I could keep the bits going. But there was like a designer. I think Hugh Jackman has something to do with it. But no, there was another guy who designed Chappie. And then that was like his dad, but then he got Chabby got abducted by the uh, Die Antwoord uh, South African rappers, and then they turned Chappy into a gangster. Right. So did Chappy call his inventor man dad? I think so. And then he tur- He told. He called the the woman of the Die Antwoord rap group uh, mother. Oh, and it what did he, and creepy. what did he call the man then? Like stepdad. Yeah, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Maybe he called him daddy. I don't remember. If you remember, uh, text me. Here's my phone number. Uh, I'm not going to give you my phone number. Um, but, Listen, yes, Chappie's uh, the worst movie ever made. But, but Chappie R came out of it. You know what? I've never even seen this horrible flick, but I, I'm reaping the benefits the of Chappie Hour. The best thing to happen from the movie Chappie is the fact that it rhymes with happy and happy hour exists. Uh, there you go. So that's the one redeeming quality of that movie. Also, ugh, what is another good thing about that movie? I did enjoy the look of the robot. Did you say robot? Robot. Robot. Roll, roll, roll. He looks because he has like the these same? like ears yeah, that kind of like go up and down. Like the spoon and pee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing these songs today. Yeah, you're doing okay. Um Row, row, row your butt gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is poo and pee. <laughs> Some would say life is poo and pee. Life truly is poo and pee. Is this what you want? Listen, here's here's what you want, maybe. Um, last week, we were uh, promoting a drive-in comedy show that we were going to be on. And guess what? We did it. And boy, boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Did we get some honks. In a good way. Honks, whistles, toots, and hollers. I tell you what, we got it that their drive-in theater. Um, it was wild. And I think there were some listeners there. Wasn't I there think so. Yes, people yes, that yes. People who do listen to our podcast. So that's um, very nice of them to come. They messaged us. and We was- should have said, if you come to our shows and you throw a chappy DVD or Blu-ray on the stage, I will autograph it on the spot. Wow. No, um, not not during COVID. I'll wear a glove. We. Listen, we can't be throwing around chappy DVDs in in COVID. <laughs> I'll grab it with a uh, with a paper towel. I will say that if if because uh, we we might be doing shows soon. If we do shows in your area and you bring a chappy DVD or Blu-ray, I will autograph it, and you will autograph it. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll autograph it. I'll, I'll, so this this is who came to see us. Her name's Julia. Bad Bad L Juju is her uh instagram handle maybe didn't want people to know that but now they do well now she's yeah that's uh some kind of promotion you think yeah. bad is in like does what she wants or or is it bad she swears do you think she swears i don't know does Booty she swear pro, when she music talks lover film enthusiast 
Hmm. Film enthusiasts, she probably got caught on uh, yeah. with the chappy talk. Anyway, they're a lovely couple who uh, who listens to our shit, and they were in the front row, I think. And thanks for coming, Julia. Also, great name. Didn't they yell something about their dog or something? Was that? Was uh, yes, that I think that was the couple. I think so. Because you try to do crowd work with. First of all, let me paint the picture for you. If you're not, if you weren't at the show, there Excuse we go. <clears throat> oh, sorry, breathing a lot of exhaust at that drive-in show. Um, we showed up because the booker was like, listen, ticket sales are not good. Can you please promote it? And we were like, oh, wow, no one's going to be there. We thought we were going to perform to like three cars. We show up. Also, can I can I just quickly add? You may. Friday was the day that Ottawa, like phase three happened. So bars and restaurants and like actual comedy clubs were open, open. So yes. that was another worry. Continue. So we pull up. We're like, wow, it's all the way outside of town. We see, I see like spotlights in the distance. And there's like lights, there's like fog machines, there's a big stage, and there's like, how many cars do you think there were? 100 cars? I, I honestly have no, there was at least 70 cars. I got to gauge for people, um, it's hard to gauge cars. There was a lot of cars, there was probably five, massive seven. screens on either side, it was like a big production. It was a big production, and then we pulled in, and uh, everyone was like wearing masks, like even the comedians like were outside the stage, like everyone was kind of wearing masks, everyone's like following the rules, it was very nice, and uh it was like a good time. It was weird. It was weird. It's it's weird because you can't hear the laughs. Um, even though like some people are out of their cars and laughing, the stage is really high and far away from the cars. And there was this like industrial sized fan. Which I didn't ask questions about. I s- assumed it was either to keep us cool because it was a little hot. I think or that, was it to blow our particles? I think about. it was maybe to blow the particles, but <laughs> also uh, maybe like bugs. That could be it too. It was also kind of like a windy night, though. So you can't really hear laughs. If people like stuff, they honk. And I I did a bunch of new material off the top, which I, I'm like, I think this is going well. Like, I, or okay, I can't even tell. And I finished one of my new jokes. And then the big, like, yuck, yuck sign just, like, blows over on stage. So I immediately go, ooh, a ghost. But the way that... <laughs> The way that the screens are positioned. You couldn't see the signs. You couldn't see the signs. So it just looks like I went crazy. Like they just hear me go like, blah, 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 punchline. Whoa, ghost. But it looked like that was the punchline to the joke. Yeah. Like it was was like you said the punchline, (laughs) then you went, oh, it's a ghost. Which doesn't make any sense. Which is kind of funnier. I don't know. I don't know what joke you were saying, but it was it was hard it was to a strange attention. it was a strange time i did a bit of an encore just uh <laughs> yeah, you I, went under time and then they're like keep going oh i was like then, i'm like i think i have done my time anyway see you later and then the host is like you have one more minute i'm like okay he was french he's, he's french. very french uh which was not my fault they were supposed to have a time clock yeah they didn't anyway hire me for what your are you gonna do it was it was oddly fun i will say that it felt super weird I am usually good with like remembering my cloud of jokes. Like I picture like my jokes in a cloud above my head and I can kind of just pull them down as need be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But don't <laughs> laugh at that. That's just like. I, my jokes are in a cloud. And yeah, if you say it like that, I it makes just, me sound shitty. But if I just said it <laughs> casually, like I just I said like now. I'm so mad. Because it's a good analogy. Your snowflake gets triggered by the truth, man. <laughs> I'm Ro Jogan, and this is my experience. <laughs> XX experience. 
Anyway, my jokes were going okay, uh, but I kept forgetting them. I kept forgetting my cloud of jokes, which was above my head in a cloud. Right. And the jokes uh, weren't raining down on you. They were not raining down on me, and uh, I didn't. The no laughs didn't bother me too much. The honks I thought was hilarious. The honks are so funny. There, it was like people. Like there was a couple jokes where it's just like you introduce a the the concept of a joke or the the premise, and then. I would wait to see if people honked. I couldn't tell if they were honking just because I waited or because they, li- they liked it. I don't know. But Yeah, sometimes you're like, are you honking because I'm pausing? Or are you honking because you like it? But it's weird when it's a setup that's kind of like fluid. You're like, so the other day, blah, blah, blah. And then there's those little like, burr, 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 like little tiny honks in between. Either way, we're now completely prepared to perform for a crowd of geese or gooses. Gooses if, or geese. We, we know or geese because <laughs> we now can respond to honks. One goose. Two geese, three guys, three guys, four guys, yes, five a pack guards. of goats, guards and goats. I don't know. I, I uh, but I it did feel nice. It was nice to like do the show, and then like we were driving back, and it was like after eleven p.m. and we're like, holy shit, this is usually when we're in bed. Yeah, it's usually and when we're crawling into bed and reading yeah. a little bit of a book. And then we came home and we had some drinks because that's what we do after a show. We'd like usually go to a bar or something and have some drinks, but we can't or we could, but we didn't want to. No. And because of it's phase three, I don't even know what the phases mean anymore. Also, COVID spiking in Ottawa, like Ottawa that had barely any cases since they've opened this stuff and people are just trotting all over town. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Just be careful. Wear a mask. Wear a friggin' mask. Just uh, like I just coughed as I said, wear a mask. Um, I know I keep coughing a little bit, but I think it's because I was I screaming yesterday. It's possible. I will say after the show, my throat was killing me because it's been at least four to five months since I've like projected loudly or screamed into a microphone. But it's also yeah, it's not like a regular comedy club. Like we are telling jokes outside for cars so you're like i better fucking scream at these cars i fantasized about the show and i was like i wonder if anyone's gonna honk and i'll treat that as like a heckle i was thinking that too yeah but people just honk throughout so i'm like well i I had some bits for like heckling honks right that i wanted to do but those went out the old winder well because that's the thing like if you were to address it someone could be like no, they were honking because they liked you. It doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense. But also, side sidebar, I posted videos of us doing the drive-in show. And this is like the boy who cried wolf of green screening is I've green screened so many things over the years. <laughs> no one believes anything I do online. Yeah. So as much as people were like, holy shit, this is crazy. I can't believe you did this. Dozens of people were still like, this is Not green real. screened. Like, because the honks sound too crisp the honks are so crisp yeah they sound too good and it's uh yeah it's just it's it's very interesting so like no one will ever believe anything i ever do ever again which is you know a compliment to to maybe my editing right but um or just how much you cram green screen down everybody's throat i cram it down there because that's (laughs) all i got but no. especially now, like I can't I film get sketches it. with people, teasing. you know, I'm a joking. No teasing, no joking. I don't even care. how. Like, I think my set went well, but my opening line is the funniest I will ever be. And we got such a fun little clip that we'll share on you on the old Instagram. I opened my set with saying, how are you doing? Honk if you're horny. 
and there were so many honks and it's yeah. such a fun little and no one i was zip. kind of shocked that no one else said honk if you're horny like isn't because i'm the smartest and the coolest no one like a lot I'm of the, i'm a real sexy gal here's the thing that i was uh thinking while i was watching that i was like People kind of just launched right into their jokes. I understand they had been like we all haven't been doing comedy for a few months, but people just kind of like just went into it and didn't like acknowledge the situation, which I thought was weird. Yeah, I mean, it's I get it in a way, though, because you can't really do crowd work like you normally would because it's just a bunch of people in cars. Yeah, so far away. You can't but be I like, guess where are you from? <laughs> I think that's a style of comic. And I've, we've seen that in L.A. too, where it's just like you're on stage, you're performing do your performance right like no one wants to see how present you are kind of thing but i'm like you gotta say something with everything that's going on also i will say this and i don't care who knows it the host opened with a rape joke and ended with a blockbuster video joke and i don't know why i thought that we were going to grow as comedians during (laughs) these times but i was like because it was so nice to have a show but then i just watched that and i was like come on like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. I don't know why I thought because we had so much time away that maybe a lot of comedians would have time to reflect and like kind of build on themselves. But it just seems like, I don't know, some 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 are kind of clueless. I mean, maybe they even wrote these jokes during COVID. Who knows? I don't know. There's going to be some weird. And not to say that what that you a have to be writing right now. I know it's a weird time or that what you're writing has to be spectacular because like the jokes that I wrote, I, I don't think there are any sort of groundbreaking jokes, but I'm like, at least I tried some stuff out and I, and uh, w- they were not rape jokes. Yes. I did not test out new rape jokes. I do think some people are forcing creativity and then you're like, you can kind of see it. You're like, just take some time for a second. Everybody's got a different process. Which lately I've been kind of feeling I'm like I don't want to look like anything I'm doing is forced. Like with like making videos online and stuff like that. And I'm like I don't know. Lately I've been feeling like yesterday you you saw me. I was in a weird mood. I I had a bit of dread. Mm. I can only describe I like I didn't know what it was what it, what it was as it was happening, but I woke up just now, today, I'm just like, oh, I was full of dread yesterday. Hmm. And I woke up like, I woke up that way. Yesterday. I woke up like this, as Beyonce would say. I woke up like this today. Yes. I woke up at 5 a.m. today, full of dread. And I I didn't know what to do. And, and you were sleeping so peacefully. And all I wanted to do was like roll you over and then snuggle into you. But then I was like, <laughs> I don't want to wake him up. So I just got up, I got, I finally got up and I came downstairs and I sat in this chair I'm sitting in right now and I just like burst into tears. Oh God. Well, that's more dread than I woke up with. I know. I don't, I don't explode my dread. My dread, uh, I bury deep and then you can see it in my blank stares. Yeah. And then you hang out with my friends and then you just get really weird. I'm like, okay, let's No, I was just really quiet. I don't know. I just felt (laughs) weird. I just, I just, and then also it made me think about, um, this book that you made me, you didn't make me, but you recommended I read. I forced him to read about women. Uh, it's Glennon Doyle. Yeah. Untamed. Untamed. A very good book. Highly recommend. Just, just cracked into it, but there is just like little snippets of it that I'm just like, Ooh, I, I hope I remember that. Like, and there's one where it's just like, she talks about, 
feeling shitty or feeling bad or d- depressed and being like, oh, that's a wrong feeling. Mm-hmm. Instead of what you should be thinking is just like acknowledging it and being like, yes, I feel that way, but I can, you know, continue. You can sit through the shit. Sit you through can the shit. Sit in the shit for a bit instead of like masking it. Yeah. Instead of being like, this is bad. This is wrong. Yeah. This is bad. This is wrong. Better, better do something to make it better, which is literally what we do all the time, especially right now during chappy hour. Yes. I like chappy hour. <laughs> um, but yesterday was kind of like my sit in the shit uh, trial period. I was really sitting in it. And well, that's nice. I, uh, yeah, I feel better today, but I think it's important, especially during these times for everyone to acknowledge that what, what, look at me talking like I'm some kind of professional. I know Um, this is crazy. It's usually me yapping about this. Yeah. I don't know. To acknowledge your bad feelings and that you can just have them and it's not wrong. I think that's very, uh, good of you. Isn't that good? It's very good of you. It's almost a warm and no, fuzzy. No, it's not. It's not good. It's not. Is it not good? It's not bad. I think it's just uh, very observant of you, and uh, you're working through it. And I'm proud of you. Perhaps we should drift into warm and fuzzy from there because I feel like I was. Yeah. Uh, dr- I was. Everything's getting a little bit furry. So why don't we get nice and fuzzy? Yeah. With a warm and fuzzy. There's the theme song. I I, uh, I guess I'll start. I have. Um, I guess it's a little bit of a two banger. Um, two banger coming up next so yeah the so i've i've just been feeling off all week spoiler alert have my period but the period starts off real slow it teases it lingers and it's like are you gonna come out full blown or are you just gonna either way i'm irritable i'm bleh. if you had to put a name to your period what would you name would it be a, a him or a her naming my period some dude yes it'd definitely be a, 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 a female i don't know maybe patricia ah uh, patty get out of here patty i don't know i mean like thank you patty. patty it's part of my body blah 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 but sometimes it's like figure it out just like i'd rather it come on like a more strong anyway it doesn't matter yes i've just been feeling like bleh and kind of gross and just meh all week but i also i started running Yes, you did. Which we all talk about how Matt runs and how good at running he is. You know, did we did we talk about this on the podcast last week? Because I think, I think we might. Oh no! So here's here's a fun uh, behind the scenes little tip for everybody right now. We are currently podcasting on a Wednesday. Normally we podcast on Thursday. Yes. Also, if you hear a clunky clunk in the background, I hope that's not the chairs we're sitting on. Yeah, the chairs uh, they recline, they recline funny like and they clunkety clunk. Wait a minute. What were you going to say? Oh, no. Okay. So, yeah. So, I my first run last week was on Thursday. So, uh-huh. it's possible that we did talk about it. Anyway, I started running. And the fact, Update us. Yeah. And the fact that I friggin' ran that first time is a miracle because I'm always like, no, I shouldn't run. I can't run. Blah, blah, blah. And I've stuck with it. I've been here. I'm just trying to look at my... Um, oh, crap. Here we go. The history. Yes, the first run was Thursday, and that was 20 minutes. And then I've done five runs since. That's huge. Isn't that crazy? And then today I did my longest run, which was 35 minutes and 49 seconds, four kilometers. And by the way, people, I'm running very slowly. But You're on your feet. I'm on my feet, and I'm doing it. And I feel like, holy hell, 
after not after i feel good after but i think i think my period combined with the running and the heat and the whatever i'm just like ah yeah but i'm just even today when i woke up 5 a.m feeling so shitty and then eventually when i went around i was like i do not want to do this all i want to do is i don't even know i'm like i don't know if i want to go back to bed i don't know how i feel i just i felt like all I want to do is a zoom, a zoom, zoom. Exactly. And boom, boom. I just felt disgusting on my insides, my outsides, my everything. And I'm just proud of myself that I, I went, not only did I run, I went for my longest run. I yep. had a bit of yoga after it. Had a bit of a bath. This is a good day. It's a good day. I'm very happy that you're running. It's And, and my new running shoes came in today, which is so yes, exciting, which I haven't nice. even We're worn yet. I'm looking at them right now. Um, they're Reeboks. They're very nice looking. Yeah. Um, they make me want to get new runners, even though I got... New runners recently. They're red, mine. Red Nikes. Julia All calls ketchup them, shoes. Julia calls them my ketchup shoes. <laughs> <laughs> old Mr. Ketchup going for a slop <laughs> down the old canal. Mine are like cool and like white and sort of like retro looking with like orange and blue. I like it. I am excited for your journey into running because I'm trying to remember. I remember kind of my beginnings into running and it's it was a nightmare. It was like. So hard. I also feel like when you started, you were more like running fast right away because I have run with you before, like years ago in Toronto. You're like, yeah, we'll go for a run. I'm like, great. And then I'd run with you for like seven minutes. And then I was like, okay, I'll just walk the rest because I was starting at such a fast pace. But now it's like literally running so, so slowly, especially at the beginning. So I can at like towards the end, I'm like, if I feel like I still have some juice, then I'll speed up. Right. But I, I feel like you're a uh, more gung ho. I didn't look, I didn't read up on it at all. I literally was just like run nonstop for 20 minutes. Mm. So I would do that. And I, whether it was fast or slow, I would just try to run for 20 minutes. And there was a part in Toronto. I would run down the lake shore and I would stop and then sit and stare at the water for a bit and then kind of run back. Right. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I want to run nonstop for a certain amount of time kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I, I, in my head, have ingrained this where I'm like, I really just want to nonstop run for a certain amount of time. Right. But, and it's working so far. I don't know. I don't seem to be injuring myself and I've, I've lost weight because of it. But yeah, it's very look, good uh, if you can do it. You look great. I feel fine. I just want to get my like cardiovascular situation up because even when we'd like hike i would be dying and you would be fine and i'm not like a smoker or anything i remember yuck yucks toronto like jaunting to the stage and going up those two steps for my set and being out of breath yeah and i'm like there's big problems here if i am just like 17 steps to the stage and i'm like (laughs) hi everybody just a sweaty gasping fucking old tuna it's a fun thing it's, it's a, fun a fun thing, thing. and uh it's it gives me something to kind of look forward to and some goals and also i'm i'm concerned a little bit that once it gets colder and if we're still in canada where will i run because i'm not i don't run on treadmills i like i have but i i haven't gotten to that groove and also i i still don't want to go to like a gym so many uncertainties these days i don't know if you've seen that it's uncertain times everybody but can i say one more warm and fuzzy and then you can do yours wasn't that your two banger didn't wasn't that one banger of your two banger yeah it was the one banger yeah so get the two banger out okay so 
which is it's weird that this is my warm and fuzzy because like the day this i found out yesterday and then today i felt like shit um but it's exciting i i, I booked a commercial yeah we've been auditioning our took us off we've been going like crazy also i meant i w- kind of want to do like a public shout out i was gonna like make a facebook post about this but our agents at grand wave entertainment carolyn sterling morgan don't Flood, tell then all these weirdos be like, it's Can fine you me? they've been working overtime for us ever since they this pandemic been. started also, please don't message them they don't want more clients they don't want more clients but maybe they do i don't, I don't know. know what they want <laughs> either way i would just like to say that they have been working like crazy yeah and, uh it's paying off eventually they're very supportive and very lovely and uh yeah so i i booked a a, a commercial spot and it, it shoots in toronto yeah and um i have a place to stay because my friend is currently up at her cottage so she has a, a, her place and matt's gonna come down We're it gonna couldn't trip. work out better it, yeah. it's like just it's great and i got the whole breakdown of like the covid protocol on set because it's like union and it that made me feel a lot better of how many precautions they're taking. Yes. And it's just, it feels weird to book something during this time, but I was like, I, if I look back at how many things I've auditioned for, I mean, in my lifetime, but also just during like COVID or everything, I'm like, oh my God, it feels nice and it's going to feel nice to work again. And uh, it's going to feel weird for sure. Like it's not going to feel like you've done commercials before. It's definitely not going to feel like the other ones, but I mean, Here's one thing that I love about commercials and being on set that's just like an added bonus is the craft services. It's the food. crazy. There's always food everywhere. There's snacks. There's a cool lunch. Maybe you get a cool snack. Anyway, the best that's part not is happening now. It's I think not it's happening. like bring your own food type of deal. The best part is when you're on a commercial shoot and craft services is working overtime, there's always that table and it's always like candies, always like fuzzy peaches or something. Yeah. And then they're always making like an omelet. Just out of nowhere for no reason. They're always making like a mid, it's not lunch and it's not dinner, but they're like, does anybody want this like minuscule panini or like some like weird. Yeah. They'll walk around set sometimes. It'll be like, uh, do you want this sag paneer in a tiny little bowl? Yeah. I just whipped it up. You're like, yes. I like, (laughs) of course. I want sag paneer in a tiny little bowl. God, it's the best. The craft people. I hope the craft people are doing okay. I feel very I mean, I'm sure they're doing like catering and other stuff. They're just, they're pivoting. I hope they're pivoting. Shifting focus a little bit. They're always so nice too. Oh man. I love craft people. Cause why not? You're so happy to see them. Also, can I say the last time I was on set was right before COVID. And that's, uh, that's the first commercial I had booked in the States, which I probably talked about on this podcast, which side note, I don't think it's ever going to air. So that sucks because you get most of your money when it airs, which I will not. But that shot in Mexico City and craft services was the best. It was like the best Mexican food I've ever had. I would hope so in Mexico, Mexico City of all yeah, places. But it's, but it's just like you never know with craft services or like what you're going to get. Could but be crap I, services. There you go. Jeez. But like the breakfast, it was like, what is it? Chilaquiles when it's like basically like breakfast nachos. I like that. I was like, this is insane. Hell and yeah. I'm, hey, so everybody else was like. I'm just going to have some fruit or whatever. All guys, by the way. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just so good. Cramming my gullet full of salsa verde. My second favorite person on set 
of like a commercial or something, there's always like a guy assigned to wrangle you. Mm-hmm. He's always got a headset on and a clipboard and he's crazy nice to you. Yes. It's like maybe the, uh, uh, who, who is that? The assistant director, a PA of sorts. I don't even know. I don't know the positions. I, it's, I, it's I, just, uh, it's always a guy and he's always middle-aged and he's always just like so complimentary and so nice. When I see people being like, I've seen people be like rude to PAs on set. I'm like, they are doing so much work for so little money and please be nice to them. I will say I got that firsthand because a friend of mine uh, was like, we need PAs. Do you want to make a little bit extra money? Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. You know, got there at the crack of dawn to this commercial shoot, just hauling shit upstairs back and forth. I was just a grunt for like 15 hours. And I would see that middle-aged guy that I just mentioned, that type of guy talking to talent, being so nice, and then just being a piece of shit to me. It was like completely opposite. It was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm on the other side. See, that's the thing. I've only ever been the talent. And I'm like, everybody's just so nice. I got down on my knees and I went, hello from the other side. Anyway, what's your warm and fuzzy? I must have I don't know the lyrics. Uh, that's why I ended this. Wow, that's a sharp, sharp, sharp. Everything that I've done. I hope you're still listening. Um, am I warm and fuzzies? My warm and fuzzies? You ask. God. Is it my big tits? It's my wife's <laughs> big jugs. Oh, they're nice and they're fuzzy and warm. They are warmer and fuzzier. I mean, I wouldn't say they're fuzzier, <laughs> but they've gotten bigger. I will say that your warm and fuzzies are kind of mine as well. You booking that commercial is a, a big warm and fuzzy because it's lovely that you're getting something. It's, I know we both auditioned for it, but it doesn't matter. One of us got it. Oh, I didn't even mention that. But yeah, no, I know. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Peel. I don't know if this, this mustache is too extreme for uh, the... Don't blame the mustache. It's your personality. <laughs> <laughs> hate <laughs> your guts. Hate your guts. I'm the roast comic. I really, really hate your guts. No, it's very nice. And I'm very happy for you. And I'm excited to go to Toronto with you to do this. I think it's very nice and exciting. And your success or my success and whatnot. That's cute. Isn't that cute and fuzzy? Um, uh, you're going to book something next week and I'll be like oh, I should have fucking booked it I fucking hate this fuck guy fuck my husband <laughs> and then I'll have a mustache and be like it's because of the mustache it's because of my stupid mustache that I could take off whenever <laughs> I want that's why I didn't book the thing that my husband got um, the other one I mean full of dread yesterday so a lot of my mind is still recovering from that from old dread day Maybe I should mark that in my calendar. That was a big dread day. Tuesdays are dread days. Um, no, well, you don't want to be like conditioned to think Tuesday is dread day. But I don't it, want but to. it is interesting. You should, yeah, maybe keep note of it just to be like, oh, last time I felt big dread was. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to Big Dread? Oh, I fucking served Big Dread, dude. <laughs> big Dread's fucking sick as hell, dude. Um, I served Big Dread yesterday, but back to the drive-in show is a part of my fuzzy. Because it was, you know, doing it, not working for so long. And I realized work is very important to me. And, you know, it's just felt very nice. There's a feeling, I don't know if you do comedy as a listener, if you're a listener and you do comedy or you do something. It's like when you have something booked that day, especially at night, 
as a comedian, you're like, oh, I, I'm the most busy I could be right now. Yeah. That's a very nice feeling to have. The same feeling as like booking a commercial and mm-hmm. then you're like going in for the shoot. It Like I've done commercials that are like I have to be there at like 4 or 5 a.m. But I'm like, I don't care. I'm busy. That's your one. That's your job. That's my day. thing. I'm doing something. You're so, not like waking up and being like, okay, well, this is on my to-do list and then getting distracted by this. It's like, no, this is my one thing today. And that's what I'm going to focus on. And I've heard people say that they like book commercials and they're like, oh God, we got to be up so early. I hate this. It's like, do you hate this? Then don't do it. Like that's, it's. People love to complain. They love to complain. But, I mean, myself included sometimes. Sure. Sometimes, all times. I'm a, I'm a big uh, complainer. I'm complaining as I'm the, please cut that out. Insane in the complain. <laughs> insane. Got complaints. It sounded like insane in the complain. Complain. Ew. Oh, we got to transport this, but these buckets of cum across the Pacific. Motherfucking cum off oh, this motherfucking plane. <laughs> we should write the script for complain. <laughs> come on a plane. Complain? That's so funny. Oh my god, and that's good. And then everybody's like, "Ah, excuse me, my seat's full of cum. Yeah. Shut up." I requested a seat not next to the cum, and I'm next to cum. Complain. And then it goes into the cockpit, and the cockpit's full of cum. Also, because it's a cockpit. There's a lot of cum jokes. This is a bad podcast. It's bad. (laughs) It's not good. Uh, Come, come (laughs) If you're listening and you're good at graphic design and you make us a poster. I do not want to see a plane jizzing. I will arrest and block and report. The plane's not jizzing, but it's going to be covered in jizz. I don't want to see jizz dripping off of a plane. What if it's through the windows? It, it, even worse. <laughs> listen to me, listeners. If you do this, you are getting reported to... What if that's how we make the everybody. movie happen? Is It's called cum plane, and you're like, there's cum in this plane, but we never see it. It's almost like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. It's like you really don't see them that often. But knowing they're there is where the real fear comes from. So knowing the cum is on the plane... I guess like, so, but you don't know where it is. You don't know where the cum is. So someone's eating like chowder and they're like, yeah. Ew, can you imagine ordering a cup of chowder on a plane? Maybe that's the movie. You're like, it's called cum plane, but they don't show the cum. But then the guy eats chowder and then the audience is like, is that the cum? <laughs> right. And then he eats it and he's like, this is delicious chowder. And you're like, oh, it's not the cum. And then you see somebody like lotion their hands. They're like, did they just use cum? So this is just weird fear factor. Back, Joel Rogan's cum plane. No, it's more like misdirection. We are going, Joe Rogan is going to have... <laughs> He's going to have a field day with this pod. We're going to no. get sued. No, we're not. We're saying nice things about Road Jogan. He's going to have a reality show called Complain, where things on the plane are cum, and if you eat them all, you win a million dollars. It's the prequel to Soul Plane, starring Snoop Dogg. Remember that movie? Don't disrespect Soul Plane like that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? Have you seen Soul Plane? No. We should watch Soul Plane. But I once interviewed Snoop Dogg, and he's a nice man. He seems like he'd be nice. He's very like chill, obviously. Smokes. I wonder why. The weed. Oh God. And um, I I made a comment about how nice he looked or something. And you I, look nice I, or I, something. I asked him his uh, anti-aging secrets or if he moisturized or something. And then he says something. He's like, "You fine as hell" or something. And I was like, <gasps> and I blushed so hard. Wow. Snoop Dogg said I was. Fine. And then you became the complaint. And then I was the complaint. I was yes. like, no. I am complaint. Listen, if uh, I really hope my warm parents and fuzzy, are not believe it or not. This is <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's your warm and fuzzy complaint? It started from being 
happy to be busy. <laughs> that was one of my warm and fuzzy. Oh, okay. Doing the show. Okay, there we are. Back on track. Okay. Uh, doing the show was a warm and fuzzy of mine. And then we came. The best part is that we already mentioned this, but coming home after a show where you're like, you're all like vibrating and like jazzed up. And you're like, we had just had like drinks and we're like, yeah, we just did a show. You know it was what very I mean? fun. It's not like it was like break the bank so much money. It was just like nice to do a show. And it wasn't even like we're like we killed or whatever. Because I don't I honestly don't know. I think I don't know. I think we did well. People seemed happy. But it was just nice to perform again. And just I know we've performed like in the basement for like Zoom shows or whatever. But actually being on a stage in front of people felt really nice because there was a time where it's like a time there was a time during there this time where it's like do i even care about stand-up anymore i don't know like fuck all this shit and then getting off stage i'm like i do like thrashing around and talking about it is nice whatever the hell i want to talk about i will say that that kicked in with the pandemic when like all comedy clubs closed down and you're like and then the world was like you cannot do comedy right now and then i i think we both reflected we're like do we like this is it good that we can't do this? It was a small relief at the beginning because I was like, oh, okay. Because usually with stand-up, I'm like, it's the fear of missing out. Like, I, this is what I dedicate my life to. Why am I not doing this show? Why am I not messaging people enough or hanging out enough or whatever? And it sort of, like, sucks the everything out of it. Of Like, yeah. why did I start doing this in the first place? But it is also, like, I imagine a lot of people had that feeling where they're like, you can't work. Like, you can't come into the office. You just can't work. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, no one can work. And I like tried to write a joke about this years ago where it was like people scared that the world's going to end. It's like if it ends all at the same time for all of us, then who cares? You know right. what I mean? Like if we all go out like an asteroid hits the earth and like we're all done, then. Who cares? I think that's why the show The Leftovers was so freaky because it's just like, well, half and half. It wasn't even half. It was what it was like a third. Yeah, or something like that. That movie, that show was fucked. It's too much. I mean, definitely watch it. I felt satisfied at the end of that show. I don't I know think. if I did. The music creeped me out. It kind of reminded me of the music from um, Requiem for a Dream. Like it's got like that orchestry kind of creepy. Also, that movie's fucked as hell. That movie's so fucked, and I watched it in like high school. I was like 14. I was like, I sh- my eyes shouldn't see this. My eyes should not see these things. So wait, um, that was your warm and fuzz? Yes, which uh, I think that's a good transition into our next bit and our usual closing bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, French movie titles. Les movies en français. Yes. <laughs> wow. <coughs> which I have, a, I have one lined up. But I looked up Requiem for a Dream just now. Oh, my God. And I will say in French, it is called Requiem for a Dream. Wow. Bad. Um, Estonia, Requiem, Unistesil. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. This isn't the one that we're going to close on, but I just thought it would be. Wait, while we're talking about French for just a second, I want I want to mention something real quick. Please um, do. We uh we had a little snack today right right before we started podcasting. It's this cheese that I love. Talk about the cheese. And um I think it's from Quebec. I think it's Canadian and it's called Le Plain Lune. You can get it at Costco. You can get it at a bunch of places. 
But uh, the soft cheese with a bloomy rind is covered in vegetable ash. Lactic, it slowly ripens from the exterior to interior to become perfectly creamy. The fact that it is made from cow's milk makes this cheese unique since ash is usually used on goat cheese. Blah, blah, blah. Enjoy the peppery taste and rich texture of this distinctive cheese. Honestly, some of the best cheese I've ever had. Well, there you are. Where it's, can you get that cheese? I just told you. I said you can Say get it, it again. at Costco. I think. Well, I got it at Costco, but I think you get it at other places. Le Plain Lune, and I'm pretty sure it's from Quebec. Du Village is the like the brand. Oh my god, it's not like a if you, it's not like a stinky cheese, but it has a little bit of like a hum. It has a little bit of a something. It's to got it. a bit of a stank to it, and it's different than it has like more flavor than brie. But it's it's on, on the same sort of, I don't know, in the same wheelhouse, the same cheese wheelhouse as a brie. I just needed to mention it because it's a nice cheese. Should that be a new segment? Talk about cheese. Well, we, <laughs> I was trying to think of something uh, <laughs> clever, but just as now it's time for talk about cheese. <laughs> or talking about cheese. Talk about cheese. I kind of like talk about cheese. Um, talk about we're going to need a... Uh, some sort of a jingle for that, I imagine. Chris Bush, if you want. Listen, Chris Bush, we've, don't we've commissioned to. enough from you. Yes. Some of our um, other followers have to fucking step Yeah, you it other up. followers got to fucking pull your weights. God damn it. <laughs> We're fucking doing so much fucking fuck over here. Listen, in Vietnamese, Requiem for a Dream is called Pray for a Dream. So that's something. No. Oh. Um, here's the movie that I looked up, French movie title. The movie Clueless, which I believe just celebrated a an anniversary, anniversary of some kind. Was it twenty five? I don't know years or something. It's it's it it came out in nineteen ninety five. So wait, when's that? Yeah, twenty five years ago. Twenty five years ago. Hmm. A quarter of a century old. That's my age. Um, it premiered in Malibu, California. Nice. Oh shit! In nineteen ninety five, July seventh. Yep, that just happened. That that tracks. Um, but we're going to love this part. In Russia, it premiered in 2001. Wow. <laughs> that's... Six years later. I guess that's not too bad. Yeah, you know what? That's not that crazy. That's not too bad. So um, what do you think it is in French? Clueless. Uh, J'ai aucun clue. And what does that translate to? I have no clue. I have no clue? It's just clueless in France. Um, but here's where it really takes off. Also, I don't think clue is a French word. <laughs> um, clue? In German, it's clueless, was sonst, which is clueless, what else? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what, like, what does that mean? You'll have to ask Germany. Germany's like, it's, they're clueless. What else <laughs> what do you think they are? What else would they, they be? Who knows what they are? Um, where was this one from? Oh, Italy. Ragazze a Beverly Hills, which means girls of Beverly Hills, which is kind of more accurate, which is very accurate. They're just girls of Beverly Hills. Do they live in Beverly Hills? You don't even know what you're asking. It's right been now. a while since I've seen it. That's confusing. If I hear, if someone's like, do you want to go see Girls of Beverly Hills? It sounds like a porno. It does, or it just sounds like a bunch of, like, gals driving around in, like, a pink convertible. Well, that that's what they were. 
Didn't weren't they? Didn't they have a pink convertible? Listen. <laughs> I'm I've been up since five AM. Yes. I'm having Are you clueless? I'm actually clueless now because I don't know why my mind the whole time I was thinking about the movie Clue. Oh my god. <laughs> what? The Tim Curry why. vehicle? I'm listening and my eyes are barely open. And then I was like, I don't think that mansion's in Beverly Hills. <laughs> <It sounds laughs> but I'm like, like it's a, a mansion. I'm like, there are a lot of women. Wow. <laughs> That's actually insane. Um, thank you for that. Oh, my God. Did I? Can you imagine the movie Clue based <laughs> on the board game was called Girls of Beverly Hills That's in Italian? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. <laughs> and I want to oh. get through this one. <laughs> I'm going to get through this God, before. no, Clueless. I loved Clueless. We'll talk about this after. Oh. Um, in Lithuania, it's called Jokio Supratimo, which in English means no understanding. <laughs> no understanding the movie. Yep. And one more in Mexico, Peru, anywhere they speak Spanish, it's called Ni Idea, which of course means no idea. The movie. I mean, that makes sense. Yes. God. No understanding is very funny. Um, you thinking this is Clue is very funny. Is, I literally had no understanding. Did you know the movie Clue in uh, uh, Italian is called Girls of Beverly Hills? <laughs> is like, what is happening? Very dumb, uh, but very fun. Uh, I hope you had a fun time listening to whatever I the hell this I love that was. movie. No, we should, we should quickly just... Um, Do the first scene of Chappie. No. I'm mean, well. Let's let's give our respects to that movie. R.I.P. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy, who played Ty. Yes, I forgot. She was lovely. Also, that other one plays Dion, who's absolutely nuts now. Uh, Paul Rudd was in that movie as the older brother. That's right. I used Redster. to think he was disgusting. Yes, I get it. He grew into his face. Paul and Rudd's hair. hot as hell, but at the yes. time, I remember being like, "This guy stinks." Like, yes. 13-year-old Julia or however old I was. I hear you. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I'm a clueless. I have no clue. Wait, wait what was it? Clue, clue, juju. I'm, poo, the, poo, I'm the girls of Beverly Hills. Uh, Matt, where uh, where can they find you? Matt underscore O'Brien on Twitter. Matt O'Brien on Instagram. And where can they find you? I'm Julia Comedy across the board, except Julia Comedian on Facebook. Um, and you can follow our podcast. Is this what you want podcast on Instagram? And then just type in, is this what you want podcast and you'll find it on uh, Twitter. Yeah, you'll find it. And just send us some messages. We like to hear from you. Review it on iTunes. Review it. Uh, yeah. Tweet at us, whatever. We'll, uh, you know, we'll respond. We didn't do anything else. And, uh, we're, we're off to write the screenplay for complain right now. So, uh, stay tuned. Bye. Bye 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 b